What's up, everybody, and welcome to the latest edition of the Falcons In Focus podcast presented by Ticketmaster. I'm Scott Bear. That's Tori McElhaney. Falcons wide receiver Kadero Hodge is joining us, and we couldn't be more thrilled because, as we admitted before we started recording this podcast, we spent our entire Thursday, which is when <laughs> this is going on tape, going down a Kadero Hodge TikTok rabbit hole. Yes. We spent most of the day going over one video after another and being like, Oh, that one's really funny. Oh, that one got 1. 1.4, 1.8 million views. <laughs> How is that a thing? So I feel like we have to start there. Yes. With, give us the origin story about how this turned into such a thing. You have almost 100,000 followers. You've had a number of videos go over a million that I've seen. And for those that haven't gone, hit pause on the podcast. Go to, uh, give them the... Uh, Kadero Hodge is just Kadero Hodge. Right. Go to it. Consume a couple. They're funny and interesting. Really and good. so now with the intro laid out here, <laughs> appreciate, appreciate. <laughs> tell us how you got started with this thing. Um, actually, I've been I've been doing this uh, since since my freshman year of college, actually. But it's been on like uh, a couple different apps. I think we use I even used Vine back in the day. Oh. Uh, <laughs> dub smash, like all type of things. But eventually, I, I uh, wanted to build my Instagram and TikTok thing, so that came along. And I've dropped a couple videos lately this year, and they're like you said, they've been kind of trending. And so, uh, yeah, like I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep building on it. I, I think it's, I enjoy doing it. It's something I like to do in my in my free time. And uh, yeah, so there's one that's called. Uber driver picking me up after bottomless oh, yeah. mimosas. I, I have I had a friend who sent that to me like right when it right when he first dropped it, and she was like, "This is so funny. This is so us." And I was like, "You know who that is, right?" And she was like, "No." And I was like, "That's Kaderil." I was like, "He's one of the receivers on this team." And she's oh man! Like, so it's it's just so funny that like you've created this content that a lot it's reached a lot of people yeah. and it's very very funny but that one in and of itself is very good yeah what i've noticed uh i've noticed the more things i do that you can like base off like real life situations more people can relate to and those are the things that trend so i've kind of started to dig into more like videos like people can relate to and people actually do and find find funny like oh i've done that before i've been here before so I think I think that's where a lot of my engagement comes from. Yeah, I mean, like when you see something go, let's say on average there, I don't know, 20,000, just throwing a, a number out, and then you see one to go to 2.4, 1.8, around 1 million, <laughs> are you just staring at your phone like, oh, and then it starts trending on Instagram, yeah. right? And then it becomes like a whole thing. Like what Like what goes through your mind? It was crazy. Like uh, the first video I seen that, that actually started trending. I was like, okay, it's like at 10,000. I'm like, okay, I'm, do I'm doing something. <laughs> but then I'll look like, I'll probably go play the game or go work out and I start seeing my phone, like get a lot of notifications. I'm like, whoa, like what's going on? And it'll go from 10,000 to 100,000 to 500,000, like an hour or two. And I'm like, okay, it's kind of big go. right now. Okay, I was like, it's kind of big. like. And that was like my first time going viral, so it took me by surprise, but I was like, okay, I might be on to something. But uh, yeah, like I enjoy doing it, so I'm gonna keep doing it. Do you have one that is your favorite that you, you look back on and you're like, man, I'm really funny. The one, <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't gas myself like that. <laughs> the ones I actually feel like, uh, 
I put a lot of work into. Those are the ones that don't trend as much. It, it and that, that's on TikTok because TikTok is just random. Random. App. Just like just random. random. The most random crazy things are the ones that actually work. Yes. Well. I feel like I put, like, I've done some videos and I'm changing costumes. I'm like, oh, yeah, this is the one. Like, this is going to go. And boom, nothing. But then I'll make one and it'll be like, I'm in and out. Like, okay, mm -hmm. I just need something to post million i'm like whoa like you never know a TikTok. you got to have the right time of the day the right hashtags the right everything with TikTok. it's, it's kind of crazy but i enjoy doing it even if it doesn't go viral I, I just like doing it in my free time all right i i just have one more i'm sorry we keep harping on the same thing i'm just fascinated about how this turned in from like four or five thousand to explosion yeah. right and i so like how do you, you you say you try to go out with stuff that's like personal or that like people can relate to i mean but like are you stripping these things out are you setting up your shots like how detailed are we getting or like are you just being like this is kind of funny like let's just try this out yeah i'm, I'm more of like a try it it'll be more spontaneous if i uh if i see a video and i'm just scrolling through whether it's like me uh lip syncing a movie or a song or just trying to bring a song to life like the mimosa video and look at it from my point of view um i just put it in my own mind and like do my own spin with it. So uh, yeah, it'd it be kind of random. I'll just be going through my throw, through my page and whatever video I see, I'll be like, okay, I could probably do this, but I can make a spin to it my own way. And I think it will be funny that way. I love it. Everyone go follow Kadero Hudge on TikTok. Plug. You might Plug. lose a whole day doing it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's, again, like that. again, that's all we've been doing all day today. It's like, <laughs> we get paid to do this. It's a great, it's a great time. Oh man. So, I want to talk, you know, we talked about TikTok, but one of your other hobbies, and I will say hobbies because what you do is pretty impressive too. We really are gassing you up on this podcast, but I love your game day fits. And I, I do a show with Kelly Price on Fox 5. It's called Rise Up Tonight. And we have a whole segment where we do, it's called Falcon's Fits, and we go over all of y'all's fits. And mm -hmm. we pick the five, four or five best fits I'll tell you this, and this is not me just like saying this because you're sitting right here. You were on it almost every week, and Grady's the only not like that. the yeah, only Grady's reason like <laughs> Grady was on it too. Grady was on it too. The only reason you weren't on there every single time is because we felt the need to like spread the love, and we're like, we can't just keep. We we started calling you like our king of Falcons fits because oh, wow, your fits man. were so good last year. I'm blushing. So <laughs> please tell me the story of kind of how you got into fashion and why it's something that you have been gravitating towards for a little bit now um i've actually i've always been in the fashion like growing up actually uh me and i have a twin sister uh me and my twin sister growing up we always wanted to like uh partner and and uh start our own line our own brand oh, cool. and she's more of the idea she's actually more has more fashion sense than me but she she can sew she can do this she can like put things together and uh, and make it look like something like on like when you put it on you're like oh I didn't think this will work and she can she's actually good at that so I really learned a lot from her actually uh, and I just picked it up and kind of ran with it and uh, I look at different little pages I'm like I, I do love fashion I think uh, it brings a lot of things to life and people enjoy watching it so so yeah that's something I, I really like doing. Um, like I said, her, I, sometimes I do have my uh, my stylist in the background. Mm. 
I know she want her little shout out. Uh, <laughs> Rosia Vega. Uh, Gotta she, get the plug. Yeah, yeah. She been she been rocking with me since since my rookie year. We started we started out as uh coming up together. So she's been doing a good job. But uh yeah, I I'm, I definitely love fashion. Mm-hmm. Do you have a favorite fit from last year? I do. Do you want to hear what, which one mine? Yeah, which one? I loved. I can't remember. It may have been Tampa Bay, but it was the le- It was like the light blue leather pants with the tulip. Button oh up. yeah. I thought that was so cool, and I also really liked the. Um, it was one of the last ones with the like cream colored ripped pants, with the big jacket. Yeah, that's that's was that's the one I was gonna say. That actually. that yeah. one that one was yeah, really that's the good. One I was gonna say. Yeah, yeah. I like that one a lot. I also thought the one the hoodie. Um, with the, I don't know what it's called. It's like a, um, like Sistine Chapel type of look. Oh right? yeah, the blue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. I like yeah. that one a lot. So those are my top three. Okay, I appreciate it. Are appreciate are those you. like your top three, or those were? That's uh, I can't really think of all my outfits right now, but there are a lot. I know, uh, the one you mentioned, the one I said that was my favorite. Um, I had on a blue. I think I had on a blue, a blue uh, coat. I can't really think. And it's like blue and white. Yeah. Oh, I, I know which one you're talking about. Yeah. I like yeah. that one. And uh, the third one is kind of in the air, to be honest. The third one is kind of in the Yeah. Yeah. The third one's kind of in the air. I think Do we're going to have to include like a whole like gallery in the thread of this podcast so you can like refer to it. Yeah, because I'm kind of kind of like. What did I wear? Yeah. Do you kind of get tied up? Are you the type that okay before the season starts, you have all of your fits picked out, or do you go week by week? Um, I tried to go like uh, I tried to do everything before season, but it never worked out, mm. and it ended up I ended up going week by week, and like I said, like uh, she does her thing. Like I don't want to worry too much about it. I kind of trust her. And I let her put things together. She'll send me things and ask, do I like this and that? And I'll be like, yes or no. But uh, I kind of let her do her thing and sit back and just try to bring it to life. Sometimes we bump heads, but I'll be <laughs> like, okay, I'll try it out. But, yeah, she does a good job. So you mentioned that you have a twin sister. Now let's kind of get into that a little bit. Like, what was it like? Because you're from a small town in Mississippi. Delo, am I saying it right? Delo, Delo. I totally. It's Delo. I sound like a California guy. Yeah, 100%. (laughs) Yeah, I'm over here from Chickamauga. It's Delo. It's Delo. So, so growing up in a small town, you had other siblings, but having a twin sister, like, what was that experience? Kind of growing up with somebody who was your age, you obviously. Oh yeah, we uh, basically best friends to this day. Talk whenever, whenever uh, we need to talk. uh, We kind of feel when each other's off about something. But growing up, I would say we we done everything together. We really got to the point to where uh, in school, like they wouldn't even put us in the same class anymore. Like <laughs> yeah. it was like we was always together. Like growing up, like yeah, that's that's definitely my best friends. We we used to uh, share everything whenever we could, no problems. We was actually, I think we got into like one little fight uh, in our whole life, and that's the only time we ever really just bumped heads. But uh, yeah, I rock with her. I got her back. She got my back to then. Now, I was looking up, and correct me if I'm wrong, but y'all, your mom gave y'all nicknames. You were oh, yeah. Big Red, yeah, that's and she was Little Red. <laughs> What's the origin story behind these nicknames? Um, actually, my grandpa gave us all nicknames, okay. all all his grandchildren, actually. We all 
we all have nicknames and uh, most of them stuck. Hers didn't stuck. Uh, her name is Khadija. We just stuck with Deja. Mm. Little Red no longer exists. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Big Red does. And if you say Big Red, then I know you're from Mississippi or you're from somewhere around the area. If if not, then most people would call me Red or or something like that. But uh, growing up, a lot of people can actually say Cadero. If you see my name on paper, I done heard the worst of the worst. <laughs> Cadrell, Cordell, I'm like, man, just call me Red or Big Red at this point. So it's uh, it's stuck. Uh, even in school, the principals, the announcers at the games, they would be like Big Red Hodge or something like mm -hmm. that. Like they wouldn't even say Cadrell anymore. So uh, yeah, it kind of stuck and that's what I rock with to today. Wow, I didn't know that it was like that deep. Like yeah. it, that it had, you know, been a part that nickname has been a part of your life whole life like if you if you know me i'd rather you say big red or, or red like i'll say that i'll be like hi how you doing my name is Kadero, but you can call me red instantly yeah because i know like they'll be like what Kadero? i'm like okay that's unique i'm like all right and you said your grandfather gave it to you yes do you know why I don't know why. <laughs> That's the best nickname is when no one knows why. I do not know why he stuck with uh with red. It could be a light skin thing growing up, but uh, <laughs> I don't know honestly. Uh, he just I'm talking about. He gave every one of us. It's like twelve of us, and he just spitting out nicknames as <laughs> soon as we're born. So we just kind of stuck with it. So you. I'm not gonna pronounce the town's name anymore. I've lost the right to do it's, that. It's just D-Lo. D-Lo, oh, yeah. 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 According to Wikipedia anyway, it's like four or 500 people, yeah. gas station. It's like probably, how many, yeah. Like how many stoplights are we talking? We talking no stoplights. No stoplights. <gasps> oh, wow. Okay. Let me think, yeah. No stoplights, stop signs. Wow. We just have stop signs. The reason we asked that is because we had Troy Anderson on the podcast last season, and he was like, we have two in Dillon, Montana. He was like, but one of them stops working at like 10 o'clock. Oh, so, wow. The stoplight goes that off. That seems mm -hmm. dangerous. Yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> you don't need it anymore. It's after 10 p.m. No one's out. But no, so that's why we asked that is because it's like, okay, we're looking at D'Lo, Mississippi that only has 400 people in it. How many stoplights? Because the stoplight to people ratio has to be yes, even. No stoplights. <laughs> when I think about it, we have we have no stoplights, and it's it's probably three hundred people, three hundred one including me. <laughs> but uh, yeah, well, I think we do not have any stoplights. All stop signs. So like, what was the? I I know you're only what thirty forty miles from Jackson, but like mm -hmm. live like growing up as a kid, you're not going you're not traveling 37 oh, no. miles all the time but to grow up in a small town like that like what was the experience like for you and how did that kind of maybe shape who you are uh you it was big actually because uh growing up in that small town it's like everybody knows everybody and my house was uh we call it the block where everybody come on the block my house is the the house like everybody came to to play football or basketball, all the kids come around. We we take our bikes. We'll meet up in my place, and we'll probably go around the whole the whole city just riding bikes or playing basketball. So, it was big. Like uh, basically everybody's family at that point. Uh, everybody, like all the kids would be outside. Like uh, I say, from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. or whenever the lights, the street lights come on. Uh, we just uh, like I said to this day, it's. It's still like one big family. Like they, uh, anytime I have anything going on with the Falcons or anything going on, like they'll gas me up. They got my back, and they'll they'll remind whoever is against it. 
So yeah, they they rock with me heavy. I love that when you are kind of like going through your journey to even just to get to this point, and uh, we'll we'll talk more about it. But you know, at every point when I was reading about your story, it was like you know you'd go home for a little bit, and then something would happen, and then it'd take you somewhere else, and opportunities kept taking you different places. How gratifying did it feel for you to always have? Dilo, Mississippi, to go back home to. Oh yeah, it means a lot because that's always some way. That's always the place I can come back to and be like, no matter what's going on in my life, they got my back. Like I can feel down at times, and I can feel like I'm not, I'm not doing enough to to myself. But when I go back home, the kids, the the parents, the everything, they're like you're on the right track, you're doing this and that right, a lot of kids look up to you, you and that gives me that that extra mm, to like keep going because you never really know who's looking at you until you until you get that, until you hear it, and it's like, okay, this is bigger than just me. Right. Like I'm playing for more than just me, so I, anytime I go back home, I try to talk to as many kids as possible, even if I'm just going up to the high school and I usually work out by myself, but if some kids pass by, I try to try to just tell them some knowledge. Like it's more than one way out, whether it's sports or any type of career, you don't have to settle for anything, like go get yours. So I try to give them the, the input I didn't have growing up. And there was a time where you went home, I think it was after you went undrafted, right? And you had like a couple, you had a couple teams like at your pro day, but then kind of had to go home and reset, right? Mm -hmm. I, I read a, uh, something that you were basically like running routes on your own back home, like no quarterback, yeah, no ball, right? Yeah. Just running routes on your own by yourself. What, what was that experience like? And kind of like what drove you there? Because you're obviously still trying to live this NFL dream and you're just doing whatever you can. And then you ended up getting a workout with the Rams that worked out for you, mm -hmm. right? But that experience, right? Sticking with it when you could have given up. What was that experience like for you going through it and then the gratification of coming out of it with the opportunity that you were looking for? Uh, it was tough, actually. Like you said, um, I I had a little a pre, like, uh, OTA workout with the Rams and I didn't make it so I went back home and I would I wasn't getting any calls or anything so I was the quarterback you know in high school mm -hmm. and I was usually the one throwing to everybody so uh at this time I didn't have anybody to throw to me to throw to you yeah interesting yeah so now I'm like I can't I gotta sit around I can't just sit around and do nothing like I never gave up I never I never never gave up hope really like I always felt like I was good enough to play in this league, so I'm like, I'm not gonna be the reason. I'm not just gonna sit around and wait for nothing. It's like, as long as I do my part and put the work in and trust in what guys got, what guys playing, it'll work out. So I kind of did my part, stay prayed up, and uh, I just let him work. And I just go out, uh, like I said, day every day. I was doing two days whenever. I wake up in the morning, work out. I go run routes as much as I can just on air like mm -hmm. just catching nothing but I just wanted to wanted to get that get those repetitions in and uh, eventually it was, it was kind of frustrating because now you you've gone from everybody always looking up to you from star quarterback to success in college to now like you have no answers about what's really 
the next move in your life. And you got people from this way saying, okay, it's probably over with. And you got people here saying, okay, you can keep working. And it's like, what you gonna do for yourself? So you like really dig down deep and ask yourself, like, what do you really want? Like I asked myself, what do I really want? And it was to play in the NFL. So I don't really, I don't really care about what what a lot of people say I can't do. Like, as long as I know I could do this, then it'll work out. So uh, I kept working out and uh, it's crazy. Like I said, I think I said, I don't know if I said this before or not, but uh, I was talking to my twin actually and I was kind of down, you know, it was one of those days I was kind of down and she just said, uh, do you pray? Like, do you actually pray enough? Like, do you actually like, just tell them what you want? And I was like, I ain't, I didn't really think about it that way. Uh, so I, I started praying more, telling them what I what I actually uh, wanted. And one day I was went up, uh, I was in church. It's crazy. I was in church and I just happened to go to altar call and asked them, like, and I told them what I wanted. And uh, walking out of church, the Rams got called. And I was like, whoa. The Rams got caught and he was like, are you in shape? I'm like, of course. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. He was like, are you are you ready? Like, we want to bring you in uh, for a workout. I'm like, uh, how soon can you come? I was like, I could come right now if you want me to. <laughs> and they flew me out and um, I ran a route. I did the workout and when I'm walking out the field, they told me I made a team and I could just, I just like dropped on my knees right there. Like, like God is real. Like. As long as you do your part, have faith, and just let him do his work, it'll work out. It's really powerful. I mean, to when you get that call and you're standing there kind of just outside of church, I mean, in that moment, kind of what's going through your head? Because like what you're saying, you're like, I had people saying, no, go do something else. I had yeah. other people saying, hey, no, lean into this, follow, follow what you're doing. To to get that call, how much of a, how much of not just a weight off your shoulders, but how much of it was a reassurance that like, yes, wh what my dream is, is what I'm supposed to be chasing. Yes, uh, I meant a lot. It's just a second chance. And that's what I, I felt like if I got that second chance, then they would have to kick me out this league themselves. Like, yeah, I won't be the, I won't be the problem. Like hard work won't be the problem. Cause I feel like God gave me this check, second chance for a reason. So I just know me doing my part won't be a problem. Like, uh, like I said, hard work, positionless. Like, took the pride out of the game. Like, I'm here for a reason, and you can use me whatever way you need to use me. Whether it's special teams, it's receiver, it's whatever. Like, I'm here to do my job and and trust God, basically. Now, do you think you could be an emergency quarterback? as well oh yeah star <laughs> high school quarterback yes. yeah yeah so oh. I, I think i think i've seen you know you see some things i think you could do it i think you, you think be, so yeah yeah i appreciate it yeah. i appreciate it i kind of i kind of be putting the bug in there sometimes they don't believe me but i talk just tell arthur yeah i talk a little noise every now and then and try to hit the goal post to show them like okay you seen that right <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, uh, yeah, it's always fun to mess with the quarterbacks. I'll tease them and be like, okay, QB4. <laughs> but yeah, it's always fun playing with those guys. Mm. Yeah, because you, you were a uh, quarterback in high school, your cousin Steve McNair, right? 
Yeah. Yeah, and uh, and you you played some quarterback before switching to wide receiver, um, which ultimately you know was a good move because uh, yeah. here you are. But like maybe talk about that period because you kind of you went to Alcorn State first, yeah. and then you like as a quarterback, and then bounced to Heinz Heinz uh, Community College, mm -hmm. and then went to Prairie View with your old offensive coordinator. Offensive coordinator, uh, yeah, and yeah. then ended up kind of thriving as a wideout. Yeah, that was uh I mean that's a crazy couple yeah, years. Yeah, it was crazy. Uh I, like I went to Alcorn. I always wanted to play quarterback. I never uh like I never really played any other position but quarterback and uh I had other offers and they wanted me to play safety or receiver, but in my head like I feel like I didn't want to play anything else, so I took the offer to Alcorn. Uh, I did my freshman year there and I I redshirted I redshirted there my freshman year. Things didn't wasn't really going the way I wanted it to go, and uh, I kind of felt like I need, I had needed to make the transition to receiver. So I went. I ended up going to Hines uh, Hines Community College in Mississippi. Total shocker. Um, oh really? Yes. Uh, in what first, way? First time playing receiver against actual defense and did not go the way plant was supposed to go mm. was getting jammed I'm, I'm gonna admit I was it was like a whole new thing like looking from the quarterback side like it's like okay I could do this easy like mm. it's just catching the ball really but I didn't really know like the ends and knots of the receiver like how to get open and everything and okay I was like okay this is this is probably harder than what I, what I thought it was so I actually didn't get a lot of playing time at Heinz like actually didn't play at all to be honest mm -hmm. and that was another question like uh I got to that point after the season I'm like well I might have to go uh D2 yeah. or something like that because I had no film to go off of to uh interesting yeah. yeah so and you were injured during that year too right had like a broken thumb yeah broken and... thumb I actually broke my thumb at uh at Alcorn in practice okay. I was throwing in a it hit a guy's helmet mm. and I don't know, it was kind of on some fluke stuff for yeah. real. And after I left after that, so I was recovering from my thumb and I was kind of ready for the season, kind of wasn't, but I kind of had no choice mm -hmm. to just get in there and play. And uh, yeah, it just didn't go, didn't go as planned. So I wasn't getting a lot of shine after the season. Again, it was back to just praying and hoping and just working and uh, like I said, Coach Simmons had ended up becoming the head coach at uh, Prairie View, and it was a random call, and I didn't, I didn't know. He called me, and he was like, uh, like, who you got offering you? I'm like, nobody. <laughs> and he was like, uh, I just came, I just became the head coach at Prairie View and I was like, okay, well, take me with you. And he was <laughs> like, uh, he was like, you want to go with me? I was like, man, I'll ride with you there. <laughs> and. I didn't take a visit or anything, so I just went straight there and uh, kind of worked out from there. I met up with my great receiver coach, uh, Coach Reggie Moore, and he basically trained me from from then to now. I worked with him, I talked to him until now. He's more of a mentor right now. I'm gonna work when I can, but he basically taught me the fundamentals from hand-eye coordination to the top of the route to everything, and I just kind of, put that work in with him and put in a lot of work overtime and the uh, work eventually showed. 
Yeah. I'm glad that you brought up Reggie Moore because there was a quote from you that you said, and you alluded to it here, where you said, you know, he developed me from the ground up. Like yeah. what what he what you were when y'all first started working together, and then what you ended up being like three seasons later. When it came to your development with him, what was something that he taught you that you look back on, and even today you're like, thank God he drilled that into my head. Fundamentals, mm. fundamentals of the game. Uh, he's he's more of an old school coach, so they really hammer the fundamentals. And what I've learned now, like. It don't matter how much flavor you got, you can never get away from the fundamentals of the game, man. It's just the basic footwork, the hands, the placement of everything. It's, it always goes back to the fundamentals. And he, he really drilled that, whether it's, like I said, top of the route, getting in and out of cuts, eyes, catching the ball, attacking the ball. It was everything always go, went back to the fundamentals. So that's that's the big thing he really taught me. Yeah, I, I, I I look back at it and it's like the reason why I think we love doing this podcast so much is there are people who probably only know you watching you on for three and a half hours on Sunday and on your TikTok channel, right? Yeah. But then you hear this success story coming from nothing and really having a couple of valleys. Mm -hmm. yeah. And yet here you are second year with the team, cut your first receiving touchdown last year and are kind of like standing tall as an example of kind of what can be created here. And that I think is such a fun part of this conversation. There's no easy way to, tr to transition from that to this, but we have a section of the pod, it's called rapid fire. Sometimes it's not that rapid, but we're gonna, but it's, <laughs> it's essentially the same five oh, questions man. everybody gets. Okay. Yep. Pressure's on, are you ready? It, there's really no reason to be okay. great. But I, 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 I just <laughs> like to say that it is. Uh, first one, what is your favorite play uh, of your career? High school, college? High school, anywhere, anywhere. At any your favorite entire play, career. anywhere. Um, it was actually in high school. I would say we played uh, our rival, mm -hmm. McGee McGee High School, and uh, I was at quarterback. We did a little read option, and uh, I really talked noise to them today every year. Uh, <laughs> every every year uh, when we about to play them, I had like a little read option play at quarterback, and I I. Probably, I don't know how it happened, but I probably juked like the whole team. <laughs> and it was crazy. There's uh, gotta be game film with this somewhere. Yeah, know, it was crazy. Yeah. Uh, we need to pull that up. It was like a was 60 yard sixty yard run. Uh, yeah, it was it was pretty smooth. I ain't gonna lie. I hate to gas myself. <laughs> like that. It's okay. But, there, it, we'll find the video and we'll let the video speak for itself. I was like, okay, okay, yeah. that was pretty smooth. I love that, I, and the fact that it's like you know high school rivalry. Oh yeah, yeah. It's it's a lot. Yeah. Next question: Is there a movie or a TV show that you're really into right now? Uh, really into right now. I just finished uh, Power, Power mm -hmm. Book Two, Ghost. Mm -hmm. That's great. I've kind of I've I love Outer Banks. I'm waiting really? for Really? Love Outer Banks. Stop it. Come on now. I love Outer Banks. I love Outer Banks. It's the craziest show, and it's, like, so unrealistic, but I love but it. But you can't help to get into it, though. It's crazy. We, no spoilers on the podcast. Yeah, we, yeah I want to talk about it. Yeah, I want to talk about it. Tune in to tune in Outer Banks. It comes highly recommended. Yeah. So yeah. Catch yeah. It. I guess I'll put it on the, <laughs> on, my, on my list. Uh, who, who's your favorite player regardless of sport? Um, Player regardless. I say Brian, probably Brian mm. for sure. Yeah, I mean, he's only been doing it. Yeah, King James. It seems like he does not only everything right on the court, but off the court. He's like, like his, everything is in order. Like everything he does just seems to be like 
goes up. Yeah. Like, he's he makes the right moves. Like I don't know. He just got the right circle around him and everything. Like he does it the right way. Is there and it could be home cooking, it could be a restaurant from where you're from or where you are now, like like what's a meal that Oh, you've it's have? it's definitely mom. Uh, I was about to say, what didn't she? You were talking about all the kids came over to y'all's house. Yeah, I read something that she cooked for everybody. Yeah, so Sunday, you already know what's going down. <laughs> we have the uh, soul food Sundays. Soul food Sundays. That's uh last meal on earth is gonna be soul food. Uh-huh. Uh, fried chicken. You got greens. You got yams. You got macaroni. Mm. You got the pound cake. You got uh. Everything cake. under the sun that's old that's gonna hit you the right way that's gonna give you the itis about 30, 30 minutes. You everybody sleep. Yeah, zone <laughs> down. There's there's something special about the nap that oh. hits after a, a soul food yeah. type of moment. You think uh, think you wake up thinking it's the next day type of what I miss. Like what I miss. All right, last one. Uh, if you could have a superpower, what would that superpower be? Um. I probably say teleport. I always wanted to teleport. Mm. I'm like kind of a last minute wake up guy. <laughs> and then you can't be late for meetings. Yeah, that'll be perfect. Like I can wake up. I can. We got meetings at eight. I can feel like I can wake up at seven, seven, what forty five. Brush my teeth, wash my face, boom, get here. <laughs> like okay, uh, right in front of Arthur. <laughs> it's like I made it. Don't yeah, worry. Worry, I'm here. Oh man, that that's good. awesome. Kadero, thank you so much for the time. Yeah. Thanks to everyone who. Uh, tuned in, downloaded, however you consume this podcast and listened. Yeah. Can I say something real quick? Yeah, yeah, do it. Oh, yeah. Um, I just wanted to say uh, appreciate y'all for of you know saying, having me on this show. And uh, I didn't mention this while we was talking about the TikTok, but I do want to become an actor after football. Do you uh-huh. really? I forgot to mention that. Oh, so man. Tyler Perry, if you looking, if you watching. <laughs> Tyler. <laughs> hit me up. I'm I'm raw talent. I'm ready. I'm ready. Well, there's no better way to end a podcast than that. So thanks everyone for downloading and listening to Falcons of Focus, especially Tyler Perry. Especially Tyler Perry, who's definitely tuning in. Definitely now. watching. And if not, we'll just like send this to the studios uh, down the way. Our people will get in touch with your people. Yeah, it'll work. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming. See ya.